Yeah, it's a periton. It is a bird have antlers. <laughs> yeah, have you never seen this? No. This is kind of like the trifecta of I, like what y'all have talked about on this show is what I know of the monster. Does it have oh. a wolf face? It has a deer face. Receiving. Okay. It has eagle super. claws and antlers. Yeah, it's um. I call that. Blends the body and wings of a birds of prey with Literally the head of a giving, stag. It's giving you the look that you just gave me. You want to be observed? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that monster next time. Do it. Because I want you to draw it. No. Welcome to Sweet Tea and D and D. This is our 21st episode. Again, <laughs> Jesus. we're always shocked. And we can drink. And we can drink. Ah, uh, we're legal. Uh, to drink, we were legal. If you, never mind. I'm not gonna go. <laughs> Wow. Do you want to fuck a podcast? <laughs> and that Whoa! Is a, whoa. <laughs> that is a sentence that never I'm sure it's been said on dad. My dad wrote a porno. Hence, they have an hot. HBO special. So, <laughs> right. welcome to Sweet Tea and D and D, where we talk about the lore and legends of monsters of Dungeons and Dragons, all while drinking sweet tea and fucking podcast <laughs> and fucking a podcast. I'm going to talk about the flame skull today. And Jamie, what are you talking about? A wraith. Oh, you questioned uh, it for a second. I had you? a thing. I was like, I did say that, right? Yeah, you did. I hope so. I drew it already. Yay. All right. So I'm going to talk about the flame skull, which is a my favorite tiny undead, and it is neutral evil. Uh, it is a, yeah, tiny. Skulls are considered tiny. Wait, oh. how big did you think it was? Like, big? Yeah. It's grapefruit size. Wow. Like a gazer. Aww. Can't wait for your party to shove it in a t-shirt. <laughs> Fun time. So a flame skull is a skull beset in flame. Uh, in this case, they are green flames. <laughs> Garrett, stop laughing at that. It's the description of the fucking monster. Um, so they use their fiery eyes to throw fiery flames at their enemies. Um, <laughs> oh my god. It looks like sand from that one game I've never played. So they are created by dark spellcasters, probably necromancers, but they're giving you an option of dark spellcasters from the remains of dead wizards. When the rituals complete, green flames erupt from the skulls to complete its ghastly transformation. So flame skulls recall a little bit of their former life, not much. Uh, they might speak in its old voice and recount events of the past, but it doesn't really remember its true self. Um... It does, however, remember most of its magical abilities, so it's got some pretty fucked up skills that it can do, and it does not require the material or somatic component, so it does have to scream its spells at you <laughs> if they require the verbal component. So a silent spell would really fuck this thing up, just saying. That would hurt, Unless considering it, it can't make a lot of the, the letter sounds, because it ain't got no lips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Every lip. time the lip sounds, yep. So they are eternally bound. Uh, they are intelligent and vigilant, and they will follow the orders given to them to the letter, assuming they're not stupid. No, I'm just kidding. They follow it to the letter every time. Uh, Flame Skull's master must craft its instructions with care to ensure the creature carries out its task properly. So, like, imagine, like, fucking up. It's like the Amelia Bedelia of uh, things like that. You have to be real careful with how you word it. Oh, yeah, or she'll fuck your whole house up. Yeah. Didn't she live in, like, a hotel for, like, the majority of her life? I think she she lived with a wealthy family. That's um, what I remember. It was, like, a family who was just like, oh, it's okay. We can afford it. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, they are wreathed in frames. F- wreathed in frames. They just go to Hobby Lobby and they're fucking covered in frames. Nailed it. Yeah, Every. I did. So they're wreathed, <laughs> wreathed and frames. <laughs> <laughs> we broke him. Professionals. Yeah. So they're wreathed in flame, meaning they're wreathed in flames. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome for that beautiful description. Uh, so they use this flames as a weapon, but they also produce their own light that normally comes from their eye sockets. Cause why not? And they have eldritch rejuvenation. I said that right, but I can't say flames. <laughs> How fucked up is my ability to speak? Uh, so if they are destroyed, they reform unless they're splashed with holy water or subject subjected to the dispel magic or remove curse spell. So they're coming back with a vengeance. Um, if they can no longer fulfill their intended purpose, like if their goal was to like prevent this for person from being killed and that person's killed when they're smattered, they come back and then they have nothing else to do. So they just float around to fuck off and do whatever they want. It's great. Undead nature, as always, because they're skulls. Uh, they don't require air, food, drink, or sleep. So they're ever vigilant and wreathed in flames. Wreathed in flames. <laughs> so they are tiny. They have an armor class of 13, and they have a hit points of 90. Or sorry, 40. Shit. Uh, they have 94 plus 18. I'm not going to do math. It's 36 plus 18. Whatever that is, 58. Let's say that. I didn't actually calculate that. That was a guess. I hope it's right. <laughs> Number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paid to do math. Good on you, I'm Garrett, for picking up your read. phone. <laughs> yeah. So, they are the strongest creature you'll ever find. 54. Shit, I was off by two. 54 is the max. They have a speed of zero and a fly speed of 40, and they can hover. Their strength is a minus five. <laughs> Jamie's looking at me like, shit, do I got to put muscles on this, or is it a leaf? <laughs> I'm just like, how does it fly? <laughs> Flaps its meaty arms. Just walking through rolling around. <laughs> now, they have a minus five strength. They're shit. They have a plus three to dex, plus two to con, a plus three to intelligence, and then plus zero to wisdom and charisma. So they're not pretty and they're not very wise. Uh, they're also weak as hell. So they have a plus five to arcana and a plus two per- perception, though. They have resistance to lightning, necrotic, and piercing. And they're immune to cold, fire, and poison because they ain't got no circulatory system. So they can't be poisoned. Uh, they are immune also to being charmed, frightened, paralyzed, poisoned, or prone. Uh, they have dark vision up to 60 feet with a passive of 12 for perception. They know common and a challenge of four. I would say if you knew... What they were crafted from originally, like which race they were, you could probably give them that language as well. Aren't they all gnomes? Because my head ain't the size of a grapefruit, I don't think. Your head is about grapefruit size. It's just the skull part, though. So you got to remove all the fleshy bits, which adds a lot of weight and density and volume to it. He said not sounding at all like a serial (laughs) killer. (laughs) I'm the observer. (laughs) Kara, we love you. And then we never saw Garrett again. Yeah, now we have to record. He went and observed everything and never came back to us. So, Flame Skulls are capable. You're not going to change your podcast name, are you? I'm just kidding. You're great. No, no, he's not. It's too late branding. So, Illumination, they can produce a dim light of 15 feet or a bright light of 15 feet with dim light of 15 feet. And they can switch this as an action. They have magic resistance, which means they get advantage on saves for magical effects and spells. Uh, rejuvenation, if it is destroyed, it regains all of its hit points within one hour unless holy water is sprinkled on its remains or dispel magic or remove curses cast on them. So they are pretty fucking tough. And the piece de resistance is their spell casting. They are fifth level spell casters. Mm. Yeah, the skull has more power than most players. 
Uh, they have a spell DC of 13 plus 5 to their hits, and they require no somatic or uh, material components because they are skulls and have no arms. Uh, their cantrip at will is Mage Hand, so they can at least pick up 10 pounds of shit with their magical hands. Is this a playable race on D&D Beyond? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun, though, as like the whole group's like a one-off, everyone's a flame skull? I think it'd be like um, on Harmon Quest to be the guest person, yeah. but you're just a disembodied skull, and that's like the stats you have. No, yeah, that would be great. You can cast Fireball. Perfect. That would be amazing. Right. Yeah. That's so that's all you need. Fireball. That's all you need is Fireball. So they can Solves mage hand problems. 10 pounds. That's as heavy as they can lift. They have first level three spell slots, Magic Missile and Shield. Nice. They also have Blur and Flaming Sphere at level two. And lastly, one slot of Fireball. At will, they have a fire ray, which is a range of 30 feet and has a 3d6 fire damage on it for about 10 damage every hit. It fires twice because it has multi-attack. That is a beautiful flame skull. It just... It's wreathed in green fire. It shoots fire out of its eyes. You're welcome. And it's undead. Um, it'd be very difficult to destroy undead, but you could probably turn it if it fails because it's a wisdom save, I think, for failures. So, yeah, I think it would be fun to have this. I wouldn't say like a repeat enemy because eventually you'd figure out you could just splash it with some water and it stops. But, <laughs> <laughs> and drowns. But I think it would be interesting to bring it back because like if you don't stop it and the party doesn't know to do that, they're like, oh, yeah, I shattered its bone fragments on the ground. Done. Alas, it's coming back. Producer, um, producer, can you turn your fucking ringer off, please? I know you've been gone <laughs> for. Not my mom. You've been gone for like two weeks, but that's unacceptable. Oh, I suck. I can't even give us the time of day. Ready? Yes. Sort of. Three hundred and two. Way in the back. Beautiful thing about the monster manual is it is in alphabetical order. Unless they're under a class of monsters, and then it's going to just fuck with you. That's very true. Like a merit is under a djinn. You're a djinn. You said words, and they all mean something separately. She gets it, because she was here last time. (laughs) I hope our listeners get it. So, (laughs) no one cares. No one listens. No one listens. <laughs> Everyone's gone. It's fine. We just do this to hang out. It's, it's cool. Um, so I'm doing a wraith, and it looks like... Exactly the same as what a flame skull looks like? No. no. With hands? It has, like, it's a little it's bony body. It's fucking Black Panther and wisps. Wow. Um, racist. Um, Look at it. It has <laughs> pointy parts. Oh, that's a crown. Whoops. Yeah, it has, like, a crown on, but it's, like, a skeleton wrapped in um, farts well no do you remember Fern Gully the smog oh, shit. shit from it Hexus yeah, yeah. kind of reminds me of Hexus was that I'm genuinely impressed Tim Curry name. Tim Curry oh yeah because right I remember him saying Hexus and he like and he goes down the drain it's great you know you were great without the <laughs> at the time he was he was a liquid sort of he was, he, he was like slime he was slime and then he turned into the gas because like and he popped out. It was really creepy as a kid because he pops out with a skeleton, like a black skeleton mm-hmm. and takes on like a humanoid shape. And it's like, is that one or two? There's only one. Well, there's two Frank Gullies. If there are, the second one does not exist. 
Which one has Robin Williams? Yeah, the first one. Oh, I thought he was on the second one. Oh no, Robin Williams knew when to quit. Mm, yeah. I feel like that's a really bad statement considering say, how. Oh he my God! Away. You, you. I didn't do it. His memory. How fucking dare you? I Actually, didn't do it on purpose. He probably would think that's hilarious. I don't. I don't speak for Robin Williams. He knew how to take a joke. <laughs> he did. That actually movie was one of the reasons he and Disney started a feud together. Why? Because he did that movie for Fox? He did Fern Gully. Well, he recorded either Fern Gully first or Aladdin. And he was like, hey, I want you. You can do the genie. I'll do it. I'll take the role. However, he was pissed that they were starting to monetize him as like the big thing. Like with Robin Williams, that was their selling point. And he specifically said, I don't want you to do that. I'm in as long as you don't do that. So that started a whole feud that gave him a Picasso painting to try to iron things over. And then we had somebody Picassos else. Picassos usually do that. <laughs> yeah. They gave him a famous painting. Yeah. It's like, we're sorry. And then he still shat taught the kind of I made him. you this. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Imagine if I apologize with like rich fucking, like, here's a Van Gogh. I'm sorry. I would try to offend you more often. You can apologize really nice. Yeah, that's to be our apology to everybody. Sorry you listen to our shit podcast. Everybody gets dice. And I get a Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to hold on for the, for the sure art. No one actually gets dice. <laughs> or Picasso. <laughs> or Picasso. <laughs> He's also dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> rates, though. How about them rates? I know they're dead, too. All right. A wraith is a malice incarnate consecrated into an incorporeal, incorporeal, I can never say that word right, incorporeal form that seeks to quench all life. The creature is suffused with negative energy and its mere passage through the world leaves nearby plants blackened and withered. Same. (laughs) Animals flee from its presence. Even small fires can be extinguished by the sucking oblivion of the wraith's horrifying (laughs) existence. It's the thing from Ferngully. Or it's like um, a Dementor, kind of. Yeah, soul-sucking. Like if a Dementor and uh, Hexus had, had, a had a baby, had a little hateful, <laughs> you know, hateful bony rape. baby. <laughs> a vile oblivion. When a mortal humanoid lives a debased life or enters into a fiendish pact, it consigns its soul to eternal damnation in the lower planes. However, sometimes the soul becomes suffused with negative energy that it collapses in on itself and ceases to exist the instant before it can shuffle off to some horrible afterlife. When this occurs, the spirit becomes a soulless wraith, a malevolent void trapped on the plane where it died. Almost nothing of the wraith's former existence is um, preserved in this new form. It exists only to annihilate other life. Same. That feels awfully specific. <laughs> How it happens? Like, you were so dark and broody in your life. When you were supposed to go to hell, you became a wispy cloud fart of hatred. I feel like this is going to happen to me. I'm just so fucking extra. <laughs> I couldn't just actually die and be horrible. I had to, like, zoop out of, you know, eternal punishment and just hang around and be horrible. Hate fuck the crowd with hatred. And kill plants and put out fires and shit. What <laughs> um, if you were like a good one who just like went to burning houses and were like, fuck this fire and it just went away from your hatred? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Let's see. Bereft of body. A wraith can move through solid creatures and objects as easily as a mortal creature moves through fog. 
A wraith might retain a few memories of its mortal life as shadowy echoes. All the horrible parts, probably. Probably. However, even the strongest events and emotions become little more than a faint impression, leaving as... I can read. With my glasses. <laughs> I had them off. I was trying to be a show off. And emotions become little more than fate impressions, fleeting as half-remembered dreams. A wraith might pause to stare at something that fascinated it in life, or it might curb its uh, wrath and acknowledgement of a past friendship. Such moments come rarely, however, because most wraiths despise what they were as a reminder of what they have become. I feel like they give really specific things to wraiths, like maybe something is just going to, like, why did you say that name? Like Martha? <laughs> like, Martha. Like, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. I'm like, what is what's gonna make it just decide to stop killing you? Is Batman a wraith? <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> I see you, DC. He, he is the knight. <laughs> he is the wraith. That could totally be a Batman type thing. Martha. He walks through walls like fog. That's how fucking Batman is, man. We figured it. Yeah, it's Batman. That's what it is. Little did we know. That explains the horns. From a distance, that crown looks like bat ears. It does look like little little ears. It's Batman. Batman. (laughs) But it's not. It's Batman. (laughs) Uh, Undead commanders. A wraith can make an undead servant from the spirit of a humanoid creature that was recently suffered a violent death. Such a fragment of woe becomes a specter, spiteful of all that lives. Wraiths sometimes rule the legions of the undead, plotting the doom of living creatures. When they emerge from their tombs to do battle, life and hope shrivel before them. Even if a race armies are forced to retreat, the land its forces occupied are so blasted that and withered that those who live there often starve and die. And then Damn. it is undead, so it doesn't need air, food, drink, or sleep. Mm. They made these things out extra fucking horrible. It's a CR5, but it destroys everything around it, doesn't it? It's a CR5, but they make it sound a lot higher. Like, it's just the stuff of nightmares. Like, him and the night hag to just get together and ruin somebody's goddamn day. Damn it, Batman. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, it's a medium undead. It's neutral evil. It's, it has an AC of 13. It has 67 hit points. Math. Do an air math. 99. I know my numbers. Um, it has a speed of zero feet and it has a fly speed of 60 to hover <laughs> like, um, like the skull. It, it's very bad at strength. It has a six. Um, hey, it's got minus two. I got a minus five. It's a minus two. It's a little bit stronger, but I bet it can only lift 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> that it does. It does have hands. Um, a dex and con of 16, intelligence of 12, wisdom of 14, and a charisma of 15. It's resistant to a lot. Acid, cold, fire, lightning, thunder, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Damn. Attacks not made with silvered weapons. It's immune to necrotic and poison damage, and the condition immunities are charmed, exhaustion, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone, or restrained. Damn. So... He's only, he, he only is a CR5, but that fucker's hard to kill. <laughs> um, it has dark vision to 60 feet, a past perception of 12, and it knows the languages it knew when it was alive. As I said, it's a CR5. It has 1,800 XP. It has that incorporeal movement. 
Um, so it can move through creatures and objects if they were difficult terrain, and it takes five up to one d10 force damage if it ends its turn inside of an object, kind of like a ghost. Um, they're sensitive to sunlight. It has disadvantage on attack rolls as well as perception checks that rely on sight if it's caught out in the daytime. Um, it has two actions. It has life drain, plus six to hit, a reach of five feet on one creature. On a hit, it does 21 up to 48 plus three necrotic damage, and the target must succeed on a DC 14 con save, um, or its hit point maximum is reduced by an amount equal to the damage taken. This reduction lasts until the target finishes a long rest. The target dies if this effect reduces its hit point max to zero. Damn. So, that could hurt. <laughs> a lot, yeah. And you have to think, if, if it's a CR5, it's a lower level party that's coming after it. So, that could really wipe you out. Two hits, he's, he's possibly dead. Yeah. And it can be incorporeal, so it can hide in other materials. Well, no, it says it can't end its turn on that. It can't end its turn. So it can't go to the ethereal plane. It can just walk through objects. But, but it can't just, like, fuck you, I'm going through this wall, and then come back afterwards. Or if there's more than one, or there's going to be more than one encounter, if you get hit with that once, and it takes half your maximum hit point away. Oh, shit. Gorilla tactics by a wraith would suck. At five, you'd have, what, 40 hit points? Uh, around there, depending if you're, like, a barbarian or something, yeah. I have a fifth level war wizard and it's like 36. Oh, wow, you're super dead. Yeah. Mm. It would hurt. What's the maximum it could do? Um, 48, so it's what, 32? Yes. Uh, plus 345. Oh, yeah, he'd kill you. He'd hit me one shot on max. Damn. It could really take you out. Mm-hmm. And so if you had more than, more than one of these in a place, because I imagine the way they talk about them, they ha- you would probably find several in the place. Death, and you're dead. You don't get saving throws. You're just dead. You do fall dead, and then you do saving throws there. So you still have saving throws even at that death. Well. No, I'm dead. Oh, no, that's right. You're dead, dead. Yeah. You have to be revived. You'd have to have magic. You'd revivify or anything above it. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> It has one other action it can take and create a it can, it, blah, blah, blah. it can create specter. The wraith targets a humanoid within ten feet of it that has been dead for no longer than a minute and died violently. The target spirit rises as a specter in the space its corpse or the nearest unoccupied space. The specter is under the wraith's control, and the wraith can have no more than seven specters under the control at one time. He will kill you and then bring you back. Yeah. But first, so, he has to kill you violently. Yeah. Just so, just so we're clear, if if you die of a heart attack in the middle of combat, doesn't count. Doesn't count. You have to die in a crazy way. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Clink, okay. clink. Do <laughs> you have an old player character? Like old. I'm not talking about old. Could you have them roll for stuff like that? Whether they have a heart attack? Yeah. Yeah, I killed somebody with old age. Accidentally. I think it's super interesting. I don't know. But I mean, it was a monster that did it. It was. It weren't No, you weren't on that campaign yet. But like someone, like you have an older character, they come up, they start fighting a wraith, they get the shit scared out of them, get like, hey, roll for. Uh, roll a con roll save. Roll a con save real quick. Yeah, DC's five to keep your shit together. <laughs> I like that. Sorry. Natural one. Oh, shit. You died of a heart attack. Either Make a death save. Anything below a 10, you're incontinent. 
Aww. <laughs> Grandpa Opa shot himself. <laughs> Damn. That's hard. Okay. So we're going to talk about homebrew material in your campaign. your campaign or a campaign. So um, I've done a homebrew and it was very fucking complicated. <laughs> I did it for your game. I remember. To say it lightly, it can it can get super complicated, but it can be super fun. And this is in terms of material like a class or something. So I think I used the homebrew artificer, and I essentially try to make myself a really weird Iron Man. But the progression of the character moved really, really slow. Like I had lower spell slots, even though I was a, technically a caster. I could heal, but only like healing word. I could never go beyond that. I could like shoot people with a gauntlet, but it only had a certain range. And I, would, I wouldn't get improvements to that except for like three or more levels apart. And it wouldn't be by much. So a big thing about homebrew material is play testing. And that's one of the things they don't have. So it's for those familiar with Arcana, Unearthed Arcana, you know that that is play test material, right? Yes. So you can download it, and it's something Wizards makes. They're like, hey, are you interested in this? Try it out. And then I, I think you can report your information to them. I don't know. They've tried it and want feedback on it. And I used one for yours, and it was the Mystic. Mm -hmm. It would probably be very overpowered, and there's some things where you just have to check people back on that and be like, oh, that's too much. Or you're overpowered or you're not weak enough. Let's level it up. Let's push it or something. And I think a good example of this is Matt Mercer's uh, Way of the Cobalt Soul um, mm -hmm. Monk. He released it with his Taldori campaign guide. And I think he's been publishing addendums to it on like DM's Guild. Because he's found that it's either too strong in some aspects or too weak in others. And so like you'll see on the Crit Roll episode, like they'll talk about... Like, oh, wait, that's changed. And that's because mm -hmm. he's made modifications to it to the point where it's more clear for the character or it makes more sense. I think that came a lot with what like key points you could spend on things. And so it always comes to play testing. And if you have a player who's just trying it out and wants to see how it goes, and you're like, wow, you're overpowered. You're majorly blowing everything out of the water. Like um, one of our your players did it recently where they just completely retired their character because they thought they were overpowered. Yeah. Was that homebrew material? It was a little bit. Especially when, in talking about the one that you had in my campaign of the Artificer, you have to really weigh it out of the party dynamic and making sure you're fair because a lot of people, especially those who are new, only go through what's in book. They don't, they don't understand what it means to do something that's homebrew. So you have to kind of weigh that and Will it really benefit the party? Is it going to put too much spotlight on one character? Does it make one person really OP? Or is this really going to help? It's a lot to take in, but it's always fun, I think. Like, if you can do it, do it. It's fun. If you need to reel it back a little bit later, you always can. But I say be brave and go with it. If you've got to pull it back, then you have to pull it back. But it's fun. It, it really is. It's a good time. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah. What about stylizing your character? I think so you should with my uh, with Callus, like we did the whole like trees and sap and like oh that was a fun and, mm -hmm. and how uh, Caleb is making all of his spells like cat 
Cat Claws Caduceus is or Cadacus. I don't remember how to pronounce. He says Deuces. I said I said Cadacus. Did I call him Cadacus? That is amazing. Uh, either way, Cadacus. That's not homebrew, but it's something that like it's stylized. Yeah, I think one of the things you have to be careful with homebrew in particular, and then I'll answer your question, is the mechanics can be confusing with it. Like, mystics come with, like, psionic points that you have to deal with. Artificers are mainly about crafting. And they've re-released them. I don't know if I kind of did, like, a V2 of everything, and it's a lot more balanced. But one of the things that confused me with that one is I was in Jamie's game, and in that case, I had, like, I want to craft stuff. But there's a lot of people at the table, so you can't really work all that in at once of who gets to do what in their downtime, how's it's going to be spent. I spent a whole night during plot development making earrings. And selling them later for profit. <laughs> Alas, they did no good. Because somebody forgot the range on them. It came me. And so uh, it was a message instead of sending. Whoops, didn't know the spell. So I was a low-level simpleton then. So <laughs> in terms of stylized, I think this is a great way to bring homebrew in. For example, um, as you were talking about, like, Caduceus, Cadacus, however the fuck. Cad. We'll go with that. Deuces. His character has this skill called Decompose, which is a cantrip that Matt had developed just for his character. Turns everything into a mushroom. That's technically homebrew, and Matt homebrews all the time, like I know him personally. Mr. I just forgot his last name. Mercer. Mercer. Homebrews all the time. We're that close. First name basis. (laughs) Uh, Just kidding. Uh, Sorry. Uh, So you have homebrew in that aspect, and a lot of it for that stylization comes from a good backstory. If you can explain why your character is like that, like Caduceus has that colorful armor and it's got beetles on everything. He's very on theme. It makes cosplay easier and it uh, it just gives you that representation to make that character your own. And coming I, up with even just that little piece of homebrew, like the rest of his character is straight from the book. But like he has that one little piece that just like... That one skill or spell is amazing what it can do and change in your aspect of your character are you ready to see my doodle are you ready to show the doodle the world's your doodle <laughs> why is there an alligator i'm, I'm done diddle ready for my doodle <laughs> dimmadome <laughs> dimmadam show me your dimmadoodle doug dimmadome owner of the dimsdale dimmadome <laughs> we when we were in uh new orleans we passed the the super dome bowl shit thing the football thing saints where they do the thing with the ball <laughs> <laughs> i don't do sports guys sorry um sports ball, <laughs> sports ball. do the thing win the point <laughs> that's what they said it's like oh it's the super dome i was like they don't ever know because i'm an adult yep okay this is the flaming skull Wreathed in flame. Wreathed <laughs> in flame. Should have. <laughs> it looks very <laughs> It was really hard to not because I was like, okay, drawing perspective is something I struggle with. Like, this is supposed to be yeah. a 3D object, but it's a circle. It's a circle. I know it's <laughs> because, good. Because I have to show you. I don't know how to do these things. I'm trying, guys. I see. I was going to show you Sam. It also looks like it's got a really fake smile on. Like, like its mom was like, say cheese, cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah. It looks very much like, I've never played what Undertale. 
It's a video game. What's Sans it from Undertale. Okay. Sans, just, I don't so, know. just so someone who is listening to this doesn't go, what did she look at? Yeah. Like, it's, it's a Sans picture of a kid who is a skeleton, I think. I'm not, I, we haven't played the game. Have you played Undertale? I haven't. No one has. I no mean, one a has. lot of people have. But yeah. It's not real. Don't look so, it up. So <laughs> yeah, it's real. But uh, so it'll kind of look like that. It's just that creepy f- smile that gives it away. I like that the flames are orange and yellow. Yeah. 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 And I like that it's probably going to shoot me with eye lasers and murder me. Well, the one, to be fair, the one in the book has. To be fair. fair, We should have sung that. The one in the book also has red, like, it looks like he has jewels in his eyes. It does, yeah. And it says, like, he shoots from those, like. So there we go. All right. Mine's on my phone, as always. The wings are somewhere back there. That's how it flies. Mm -hmm. I didn't see him, so I couldn't draw him. Um. So this is like straight up horror. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, ready? Uh-huh. Wraith. That's cool. <laughs> That's let it be known. It's on the record. It's cool. It this is the first time anybody said my drawing is cool. Because I, I didn't know. What I could say. die now. Um, it reminds me of what a tortured child might draw. Right? Like some shit you... Like some kid saw that in his nightmare and was like, this is what the bad man looks like. <laughs> it was wreathed in shadows. Yeah. that's. I was going for wreathed in shadows. Thank you. I think I wreathed nailed the... Wreathed in shadows. Wreathed in shadows. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think, I, as you can tell... Great with hands. Now that they are just, <laughs> just sticks. Those out and just I put hands in there. They're you should have covered them with shadow. <laughs> they were. Got yeah. Wrists. I had no idea if it had like legs or feet. It looked like it had legs. I just saw hands. And so I was just like, it has to claw with something to life drain. I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. So I just put them in the side like this. So beautiful. <laughs> So, if you want to see these dungeon doodles with your own skull-like eyes, you can find them on... Wow. <laughs> Solid transition. You're welcome. <laughs> Had you just not acknowledged that we reacted to it, you would have nailed it. I was hoping you would have been like... <laughs> no. Skull-like Shitty eyes. Shitty transition. Good. Skull-like eyes. It's flaming skull-like eyes. Wreathed in flames. <laughs> Wreathed in frames. Probably not me. <laughs> Not they would not sponsor us. No. They are too religious to sponsor they, anything. We are D&D. horrible sitters. You were saying something about finding us. Somewhere. You can find us on our Instagram and our Twitter, all one word, sweet T and D and D. Yep. Uh, you can find our website, sweet T and D and D dot simplecast dot com. We have a Facebook group as well, sweet T and D and D. And if you're listening to us and don't know how to find us on your podcatcher of choice, Damn you, wizard! How'd you get there? But if you say <laughs> "sweet tea and D and D," all spaces, you nailed it. I don't know how you're listening, but also not aware how you got here. Uh, that's a magical mystery tour I want to go on. So with that, goodbye. Night. <laughs>